Welcome to the daily VFN Radio Highlights, where we're keeping the conversation light at VFNTV.com. Enjoy. So I'm so excited to be able to tell you some things that are taking place. As a matter of fact, you're looking right here at the Knesset. It's the government in Israel. They just voted in, they just voted in a retroactive law. This is so important because the former president, not President Trump, but the former president was sitting here trying to tell people, tell Israel, you cannot build on your own property. Well, guess what? They created a law in the Knesset where it's retroactive. It says they can build on their own property. As a matter of fact, that is the West Bank. We're going to talk about the 1967 borders and how that actually includes this conversation that's taking place. But first, I want to be able to, to talk about, specifically, look at the West Bank. If you're seeing this map, pull up this map of Israel right here. When you hear the West Bank, you're looking at, this is Israel right here, this little small slither. Its widest point is like 60, 70 miles wide. But this whole heart of Israel is called the West Bank. You have Jerusalem right there. And this is part of Israel, but they're talking about, put the bigger map up. They're talking about cutting all this out and saying they can't build on their own property. Well, they just made a retroactive law that says, yes, they can build on their own property. And not only that, but we'll be finding out that all the embassies are located in Tel Aviv, Israel, but they belong in Jerusalem. So we're going to be moving our uh, embassy, the United States Embassy to Jerusalem. It's so exciting. And this is some of the keys to the breakthrough that's taking place. But I want to go back and I want you to remember this. Remember in, two, in, in 2012, I believe it was, the Democratic, Nas Democratic National Convention. Understand the law has already been established by the Congress that says Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. That uh, we recognized that we had it on the White House website, but they tried to change that. And before, before we actually go to this video, because we're going to show you a little clip of what took place at the Democratic National Convention, look for this particular uh, blue screen in the background that you're seeing right here. You're going to see this come up, and this is what they're voting on. But let's, let's put a better slide up there to be able to see it. They have uh, a, a proposed amendment. The first amendment they're going to be voting on in 2012 uh, it says, uh, it says, Amendment 1, page 32, line 48, we need a government that stands up for the hopes, values, and interests of the working people and gives everyone willing to work hard the chance to make the most of their God-given potential. Well, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Well, look at the next part of that amendment that they were voting on. Take a look at this. Amendment 2, page 63, line 26. Jerusalem is and will remain the capital of Israel. The parties have agreed that Jerusalem is a matter of of the final status negotiations, it should remain an undivided city accessible to all peoples of faith. That is so, so important because that they're wanting to divide it. When you talk about the 1967 borders and when you hear, um, think about it. our pres former president, President Barack Obama spoke and he said very specifically that, um, let's go back to the Democratic National Convention first. They're gonna vote on these amendments. Look what happens and how they respond when they say, we don't want Jerusalem to be the capital. We want to go back really to the 1967 borders, but they're voting against this. Take a look right now. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this summer, I was proud to serve this party as the platform drafting committee chair. As the chair, I come before you today to discuss two important matters related to our party's national platform. As an ordained United Methodist minister, I am here to attest and affirm that our faith and belief in God is central to the American story and informs the values we've expressed in our party's platform. 
In addition, President Obama recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, and our party's platform should as well. Mr. Chairman, I have submitted my amendment in writing, and I believe it is being projected on the screen for the delegates to see. I move adoption of the amendment as submitted and shown to the delegates. A motion has been made. Is there a second? Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, the matter requires a two-thirds vote in the affirmative. All those delegates in favor say aye. aye. All those delegates opposed say no. In the opinion of the... Let me do that again. All of those delegates in favor say aye. All those delegates opposed say no. I, um, I guess... You've got to rule, and then you've got to let them do what they're going to do. I'll do that one more time. All those delegates in favor say aye. All those delegates opposed say no. In the opinion of the chair, two-thirds have voted in the affirmative. The motion is adopted. And the platform has been amended, as shown on the screen. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're saying very specifically that Jerusalem, they're like voted overwhelmingly, as you saw, he just pushed it, that Jerusalem will not be the capital. Well, Jerusalem's already been settled as the capital, but they were building their platform on that. As a matter of fact, let's go back and look at that Second Amendment that they were putting up. The Second Amendment that says they were saying that they didn't want to approve this amendment. The amendment says the amendment says Jerusalem is and will remain the capital of Israel. The parties have agreed that Jerusalem is a matter of final status, uh, final status negotiations, and it should remain an undivided city. That's so important because they're talking about dividing Jerusalem. I mean, right now, just because Israel's nice and kind and polite, they 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 allow their city faith-wise, to be divided in regards to the Temple Mount and things of that nature. But if they go back to 1967, if they would have got their way, think about it, then you would have divided Jerusalem. I might put the map back up again so we can show one more time. It's so important to understand that when you're talking about the West Bank, this is Israel. Put the, put the uh, bigger map up where you can see all of Israel. See this little small little piece of property right here, 70 miles at the widest point. This little heart right here is the West Bank. That's the heart of Israel. That's the heart of Israel. Put the, put the, the other image up. So they're looking at cutting all this out, which is not going to happen, but that's what they were voting on. They were voting basically to give that part of Israel away. Well, well this, this is what's so exciting, which, which means to divide the land. Well, the amendment said, we don't want, we, they, well, they voted no to the amendment, even though they went ahead and pushed yes, because they wanted to divide the West Bank out of it. And so you're looking at it right now when Israel, what I said at the beginning of the program, when the Knesset, the government of Israel, voted in a retroactive law that says that they can build on their own property in the West Bank. This is so exciting because now we have a president, President Donald Trump, that supports Israel and supports the, the, the land not be divided. Remember the law says, the amendment said that, the, that Jerusalem is to be an undivided city. And that's so important. But let's look at what Joel said about, about what God's going to do 
with the entire world, every nation out there, and how he's going to bring us all together and give us an account for one specific thing. This is what he says in Joel chapter 3, verse 2. I, God, will gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and there I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scattered my people amongst the nations and they divided my land. So we have a president that's now in office that miraculously got in. It was a miracle that he's saying, I don't want the land divided. I don't want Jerusalem divided. And so when you see very specifically and remember where we came from, as a matter of fact, look back at where we, no, first let's go to uh, ambassador, former, uh, uh, he's now representative. He was the mayor of New York, Mayor Rudolph Giuliani, who went to Israel to speak to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, spent some time with him. And listen how exciting this is. Now that we understand that that President Trump has undone all these bad uh, relationship and West Bank and dividing Jerusalem and dividing out, you know, uh, uh, hearts of, of the land of Israel. And listen to what was said from the meeting that just took place. New York City's former mayor, Rudy Giuliani, says President Trump will keep his promise to move the U.S. embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. Giuliani is an advisor to President Donald Trump. He just met with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in Jerusalem, and he sat down with CBN News to discuss the embassy issue. I believe that's something they'll talk about, and uh, that's something that um, President Trump pledged to do, and I know he keeps his promises, so uh, I can't tell you exactly how he's going to do it or when he's going to do it or in what stages, but I can tell you that he is very serious about the promises that he makes, uh, a little bit different than some other politicians. The Trump administration appears to be taking a slower approach on moving the embassy since it will have a profound impact on the Middle East. This is so important. So now that would not have made sense as much if you would have heard what was taking place in the last eight years, how they have built up a faction against Israel. We have a whole program, literally, I think we call it Angry Birds or something, but our president, former president, was just so angry all the time with Israel. He said he loved to spar. President Obama said he loved to spar with the prime minister of Israel. And it was just really, really a tough, tough thing that was taking place. We're fixing to go to a break. And when we get back from the break, we're going to show you very specifically what President Obama said about the 1967 borders, how that, has, that lines up with the West Bank being cut out, splitting of Jerusalem, and how that uh, it's an undefensible border. And so the direction, why is America going to be so blessed? Because of this direction that we're going in. But today we're beginning to really, really understand that. But first we want to look at uh, a ministry called Together for Israel. It's Scott Volk, and he has a heart. You know, he's a Jewish believer. He has a heart for Israel. And I want to encourage you, you know, it's time for us to really connect. If you haven't connected before, of course, if you support VFN TV, we've always stood with Israel. We're friend of Israel. But I want you to take a look at this ministry and what they're doing with Israel. We'll go to break and we'll come back. We come back, we're going to look specifically how important it is getting rid of this mindset and this narrative said that they need to go back to their 1967 borders. But first, let's go to Scott. was radically changed nearly a decade ago when I walked into an underprivileged children's home in Israel. I was there leading our annual tour and we were stopping by the kids' home 
to distribute gifts for them for the holidays. Quite unexpectedly, as we were handing these gifts out, I was reminded of that verse in Matthew chapter 25 that states, in as much as you've done it to the least of these, my brothers, you've done it to me. That was Jesus talking, and I realized that the least of his brothers were literally standing right in front of me. I got home and we immediately launched Together for Israel, a nonprofit corporation that exists to serve the believers living in the land of Israel. We've sent significant funding over to Israel over this last decade, and it's increasing as believers and churches and conferences around the world are getting behind us to see our vision fulfilled as we're seeking to bless those laboring in the land of Israel. As you're browsing through our website, I want to ask you to prayerfully consider how you can be a part of what God is doing through Together for Israel. Isn't that something? That is so something when you think, see the, the, the blessing that's going to be poured out yes. on America. Yes. When, I remember Brother Kirkpatrick saying mm-hmm. that when Donald Trump moves the, the embassy over to Jerusalem, yeah. it's like r- ripping open the lid of prosperity over America. Yes, and that, but you're seeing, you're seeing people today, you're seeing people today fight against hmm. the blessing. Yeah. You know, government is not the blessing. God's the blessing. Yeah. You know, God's going to provide, you know, very significant. When you're looking at, when you're looking at all the things that's taking place, I mean, God is, when God answers a prayer, and we're going to have in our next program, you got to catch it, we're going to be loosing some words for, uh, from Pastor John Kilpatrick, Church of His Presence, some prophetic words. God woke him up at midnight and began to reveal these words to him. And, you know, we've got to stand with our answered prayer. Mm. You know, many people in the world who, who, who hate God, who hate God's way, who hate what God stands for, who ha- hate Israel, you know, and um, hate the church. I mean, they're not going to love you when you stand boldly up for God. But when, when God has answered our prayers, and we'll talk more about this in a future program, and you have somebody standing up for Israel, standing up for the church, and standing up for America, why would you not stand boldly, you know, for what God has done? And obviously, this yeah. is something God has put in his heart to do. But do you remember when President Obama stood up and before told everybody that Israel needs to go back to its 1967 yes. borders? Yes. And that means to do away with the West Bank. Just give that whole heart of Israel out, which would split Jerusalem, but give Jerusalem to the to the Palestinian people or to whoever non non-Jews. And he just boldly proclaimed they need to go back to the 1967 borders. As a matter of fact, I think we even have that. Let's take a look. We believe the borders of Israel and Palestine should be based on the 1967 lines with mutually agreed swaps so that secure and recognized borders are established for both states. Look, they're saying the 1967 borders. Hmm. I mean, think about that. This is, it, the, the different narratives, if you put them all together, what they're saying is, we want to push Israel into the sea. We want to do away with Israel. And the United Nations, the, right, the one thing that this man did before he left office he had them support the Palestinian people. The money didn't get to him, but he had the representative, the, the ambassador to the United Nations not vote, which, which caused the West Bank to be given over to the United Nations what they're going to do with it, basically, and saying that Israel cannot build in their own piece of property. Well, guess what? President Trump undid that. Uh, ambassador Nikki Haley, the new amb- ambassador yes. to the United Nations, says we might even just pull out. 
you know, and well, she's taking names. Taking names, right? <laughs> I'm gonna gonna move gonna move the embassy, American embassy, from Tel Aviv to the capital, where all of our embassies are always in the capitals of other country, yeah. and we actually declared as the capital. You saw them booing it, you know, in 2012. That wasn't all of America. That was a platform. Uh, a lot of America, most of America supports Israel, as we saw that when Bibi was speaking here. This is, this is so huge, because just a little while ago, although there's there's reported alleged claims that Russia was involved in this presidential election, no, it's just we do know... Fake news. Yeah, we do know that, that this the former administration was trying to influence the election in Israel and was waging all these, these you know, political they were attacks against They were supporting the, the opponent of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and they lost. And they lost. They were supporting don't leave Brexit. Yes. And they lost. Yes. They were supporting the the Olympics going into a particular movie, Chicago. Yeah. And they lost. Yeah. They were supporting a form of health care. And they lost. Yeah. I mean, this is, it goes on for days. Yeah. But I got good news for you that, you know, God is going to, it's going to be rough because we have so many ingrained ways. And people were believing this narrative. And one of the Sololensky rules for radicals uh, schemes says, if you repeat a lie long enough, people believe it. Saying that you're going Israel needs to go back to the 1967 borders is to say that the West Bank is no longer theirs. They cannot build their own houses on their own property. Jerusalem is not theirs. Remember what Joel said, that God's going to judge everyone based on what they did and how they divided the land, how they divided the land yeah. of, of Israel. Uh, and every nation is going to be divided like that. And let's not forget this: the, the borders were expanded because they were attacked in 1967. As a matter of fact, let's just go back and look how these borders, the 1967 borders that they had to take because they were attacked, but how anything less than that, they, if we, they do give up the West Bank and they're not going to, our current president is going to support them in that and back them up. But also the fact that, um, uh, that it's undefensible. They cannot even defend that. As a matter of fact, let's take a look. What would it be like? If we did, they, Israel did give the West Bank up, what would happen to Israel? And if we allowed that, and it would have happened if we would have stick with the same thing coming from the last administration. Mm -hmm. But God heard our cry, and you'll hear that on the next program, how God woke up, Pastor John Kilpatrick up at midnight and said, back in November, the Lord heard our cry, and he responded, and he worked a miracle and put in this man's heart to be able to support Israel. But let's go back, because the brakes have been put on to going back to the 1967 borders. But this is Israel explaining to their public affairs office what would really happen if they gave up and went back to the 1967 borders. Take a look. state has the right of self-defense and to secure borders to protect itself from hostile invasions and terror. Israel is a small state surrounded by Arab countries 650 times its size, some of which are large bases of global terror. Only 44 miles separate between the Jordan Valley and the Mediterranean Sea. After the Six-Day War in 1967, when Israel was attacked by four armies on three fronts, United Nations Security Council Resolution 242 stated that Israel was entitled to new defensible borders to replace the previous fragile lines from which it was attacked. What are Israel's defensible borders? What are its essential security needs? The Jordan Rift Valley 
Israel's eastern frontier forms a natural barrier between Israel and the countries of Jordan, Iraq, and Iran. The Jordan Valley rises from an area that is 1,200 feet below sea level to a hilly ridge of up to 3,000 feet, creating a steep 4,200-foot virtual wall opposite any force attacking from the east. The growing threat of global jihad activity near Israel's borders requires it to prevent infiltrations of terrorists and weapons. When Israel left the Philadelphia corridor in Gaza, it became a highway for the infiltration of terrorists and the flow of hundreds of tons of ammunition and weaponry from all over the Arab world, aimed at Israeli civilians. The Jordan Valley is the equivalent of Gaza's Philadelphia corridor in the West Bank. To defend itself, Israel must retain control over the Jordan Valley. This is Israel's mountain ridge, rising up to 3,000 feet. It dominates Israel's major coastal cities, where more than 70% of its population, 80% of its industry, and all of its airfields and seaports are located. Missiles launched from the Judean hills pose an immediate threat to Jerusalem, Israel's capital. Israel's only international airport, Ben Gurion, would be in the range of even primitive rockets while all planes taking off and landing would be threatened by shoulder-launched anti-aircraft missiles. More advanced weaponry would be able to hit virtually any point in Israel. If Israel were forced back to the 1949 armistice lines, the Green Line, the country's width would be reduced to a narrow nine-mile waistline that would be impossible to defend. That's why any future arrangement must include Israeli control over key areas of the mountain ridge and a demilitarized Palestinian state. Israel's narrow borders means a combat aircraft can cross the entire country in under four minutes. In less than two minutes, an enemy plane could penetrate the country's airspace via the Jordan Valley and reach Jerusalem. In order to thwart an aerial attack on Jerusalem, a hostile plane must be shot down at least 10 miles east of the capital to prevent it from crashing into major population centers. Therefore, Israel must be able to identify hostile planes before they cross the Jordan River line and intercept them shortly after. To defend itself, Israel must control the airspace over the West Bank. Israel's transportation arteries, and in particular, the Trans-Israel Highway, enable travel and connection between Israel's regions. They also assure the mobility of the Israel Defense Forces in case of attack. Protection of these vital arteries is essential in order to ensure that, one, civilians aren't victims of terrorist gunfire. Two, regions of the country cannot easily be cut off. Three, the mobility of Israel's defense forces is not hindered in the case of invasion. To defend itself, Israel must control its main arteries of transportation. There is enormous uncertainty about future trends in the Middle East. Iran is determined to become the supreme power as the U.S. withdraws from Iraq. No one can guarantee the future of many of the current regimes in the region. Today, more than ever, it is crucial to ensure defensible borders for Israel. So when you heard President Barack Obama say what he said, 
He's saying we don't want Israel to be able to defend itself. Let's look one more time at what the former president, President Barack Obama, said and where their agenda was and why it's so important how God put a man like President Donald Trump in office to say that is not going to happen on my watch. Listen one more time what he said. We believe the borders of Israel and Palestine should be based on the 1967 lines with mutually agreed swaps so that secure and recognized borders are established for both states. So we need to celebrate the fact mm. that, you know, every nation is going to be judged. Well, what we did with Israel and you heard them booing, dividing the city up of uh, Jerusalem uh, in 2012, the Democratic National Convention. So it's so very, very important to understand God is positioning for us. This is a breakthrough year. This is exciting. Yes. But understand, everybody that believed what the former president was saying, everybody that bought into that narrative, everybody thought that Israel, you could do away with Israel and you could take over their land and you could do away with the Christian, Judeo-Christian foundation of this nation, do away with the Constitution. They're going to be upset. But their hope can be in Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is begin to start. And I want to encourage you, these next few programs, while we're delivering so much prophecy to you, to be able to change your mindset. That you got to change your mindset, to have a faith mindset. Because if you'll change your mind, you can change your destiny. And God is telling us a new narrative. That old narrative that we showed you from the former president, yeah. that narrative is no more. There's people that, that are singing and harmonizing with that narrative but they're, they're a subculture. They're not the main, they're just, they happen to have a mic and a television station. Yeah. But that's not where God's going. God is going to support Israel. He's going to bless those who bless Israel. But you have to begin to change your mind. We're going to be blessed. Yes. I mean, God. 2017, know, year of breakthrough, The right? year of breakthrough. And we really, and we're going to spend a lot of time just helping you change your mind because we were in that mode. That's what God was saying. But God decided to get, have mercy. The, he heard the cry. I mean, he looked when he was talking to Abraham. He said in Sodom and Gomorrah, if you could find, yeah. you know, 20, 25, what, I mean, if you could find somebody Listen, that was crying out, he would have spared. He would have spared Sodom and Gomorrah, right? It's almost like we need, we've been given permission to believe and have hope again. I mean, the last yes. eight years, and these words were so right. serious, and we broadcast them and share them and faithful. Right. But everything has changed. It, it's a new day. It's a new season. So you're looking at a former president that was against Israel. I mean, everything in the behavior modification and the looks and everything that's being said is like. I love sparring with Israel. I wish we had. Do we have that that one mm. Angry Bird video? I want to be able to show that. You got to take a look. This is the mindset prior to uh, our new president coming in. We have to understand that God has spoke to me very specifically. I'll be sharing more prophetically in the next program. But that we have to stand with the answer. When God answers us, He said it's going to be a bulldozer. Yeah. He said He's going to be a wind coming through. It's going to take a lot to be able to plow up these deep-rooted uh, mindsets that are going on, and one is standing with Israel because our former president, I mean, he every time he broadcasted to the world, he broadcasted to the world, he was saying, I, I don't like Israel, I hate Israel, and I'm against Israel. That's what he put off. As a matter of fact, take a look at every, all these videos and images of what it looked like towards Israel. Take a look. You know, you, you said the other day to Jeffrey Goldberg in an interview that you plan to be around 20 years from now. Yeah. Therefore, you'll feel responsible if Iran gets nuclear yes. by then. And I just realized perhaps you plan to be many years more around, if only to postpone the moment that we become speaker at the funeral. 
That was one of my better jokes. You enjoyed the punch, did you? That was, uh, that, that, that was a good joke. Uh, you know, can we skip the part in which you tell me there's nothing personal between you two? Yeah, you know, I, I will tell you this. I, 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 when I'm with Bibi, we have good conversations. They're tough. They're forceful. We disagree, but uh, I enjoy jousting with him. Did you I, enjoy I, I the meeting? You remember the meeting four years ago here at the White House when he took the time to speak about some chapters in Jewish yeah. history? I could see your jaws locked. Oh, no. I think the, I was probably just uh, uh, hungry and waiting for lunch. <laughs> There's no doubt that, that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and I come from different political traditions and have different orientations. Uh, yes, hmm. you hate Israel. You're looking at that taking place. Yeah. And so understand that I mean, you need to stand with our president, whoever we, we try. We prayed for yeah. uh, our, all of our presidents. We prayed for our previous president. We seven, prayed, seven years. Seven eight, years yeah. we prayed. And some of the things the Lord showed us could happen, didn't happen. We don't only need to pray for our leaders and pray for our president, but we need to stand in support of one who's standing in support of Christians, standing in support of Israel, standing in support of Jerusalem being the capital, acknowledging the Jews, the Jewish nation. I mean, this is huge. Openly, positively. Positively, and that we are open friend. One phone call fixed it. This is going to just rip the, 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 the lid off of, of America to be blessed. But the haters of God, the haters of Israel, the haters of, of, of the Judeo-Christian values and of the Constitution, they're not going to like it. But don't try to win their favor. Win God's favor yeah. and, and love them. Mm -hmm. But realize, as a matter of fact, how do we know that? Take a look right here at Genesis 12, 3. It says very specifically, he said, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And in, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I mean, think about that. God's not a man that he would lie or the son of man that he would change his mind. We, we were on the edge because we had set ourselves, our leaders had set themselves against Israel. If this election, if God would not have heard the cries or if there wasn't any cries, then we would have been undone as a nation. But God heard our cries. God had mercy and, it's, he, and God forgives. I mean, John and I are great examples of the hmm. forgiveness of God. I mean, God yes. forgives. We're not here because we're perfect. We're here because God forgave us. Yeah. And God will forgive America for the direction that they went in. And America's repentant. We have a new leader that's saying, you know, we stand with Israel. Yeah. You know, speaking of, about that, there was a word that went out, if you will, that it said the goal was to change a deep-seated religious, religious codes. Yes, religious but, beliefs. Religious beliefs. Yeah. But what happened was, no, those, those religious beliefs didn't get changed. What got changed was our mm -hmm. mindsets and yeah. the, the accusations and the attacks against Israel. The, the multi-prong attacks, because don't forget right. about the BDS, the boycott, divestment, right. and sanctions that we're still trying to it work was just, uh, It was so unfounded. Everything that was being said was unfounded. The whole Palestinian uh, uh, refugee mindset versus, you know, you can become a part of Israel. You can become a citizen of Israel. You can run for political office in Israel. But you want to acknowledge Israel has the right to exist. Yeah. That's the deal. They always were willing to, to and, they, and they don't want to absorb into the, to the nation of Israel because they want to push it in the sea. You heard the narrative. Well, that's things are switched. That means we're going to be blessed. It's going to be a, a big turning. You're going to look at a lot of people like you saw at Berkeley and, and people are angry because they've been lied to. They've been lied to by the previous administration, by the people, leaders that they were supporting folks that they thought that they'll be in, mm -hmm. you know, king forever, I guess. 
and they found out that, that Americans said no to that mindset. They w didn't want their deep-seated religious, religious beliefs and moral codes you know, changed, and now we have a president that stands for Israel. This is so important, and you saw what it looked like. You saw the very images themselves, and, and former president, President Barack Obama said, you know, everything, they were so arti articulate in saying why this particular president, our now current president, wouldn't be a, a good president, because they're saying that how he would articulate things, how he would say mm. things. Well, look how he said what he said about Israel. There couldn't be yeah. anything worse said. You remember we covered yeah. on this program when he spoke at Hebrew University, I believe, yeah. and the first, you know, 40, 30 minutes of the speech were positive, but yeah. the last end, yeah. he literally was turning Israel over to the United, United Nations, Nations which, which we know has yeah. a voting block, communist Arab, Arab voting blocks that votes against Israel all the time. All the time, and it's a it's an unstoppable voting block. So once you know uh, the ambassador for Israel, pull, uh, ambassador for America, pulled out of that vote right before the former president left, that guaranteed that unstoppable voting block was going to vote in a way that hurt Israel. Mm. And and so now you understand too why our current president is 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 being dogmatic about the UN needs to get their act together because are they even worth their salt? You've just been listening to the highlights from VFN TV and the Data Radio program where we're keeping the conversation light. Listen or watch more programs and check out the VFN Torch at VFNTV.com. Don't forget about our VFN TV app where no matter where you are, you can take the light with you and share with your friends. We want to thank our sponsors and partners who make this program possible. Take the time and support our sponsors. You can locate them at vfntv.com and select sponsors. If you'd like to become a sponsor or a partner, you can do so at vfntv.com. VFN TV and the Daily Radio Program, where we're keeping the conversation light.